answering all of your questions, talking about player and roster moves, coaching availability, and what to expect in tomorrow's matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the New England Patriots. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on this bonus episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this bonus episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Going to answer a bunch of your questions today, and in the meanwhile, talk a little bit about all the roster changes and everything going on with your New Orleans Saints here before this upcoming matchup here at week three, Saints and Patriots. Let's dive right into it. Actually, I'll open up with a question here, which helps us swing into our first topic. Uh, Kenny Stills, is he coming back to the active roster? Our friend Wayne Dilworth from YouTube wants to know, and the answer is absolutely yes. Well, a little bit, not the active roster, but he's on the game day roster. This is where I want to start today. Some roster changes for the New Orleans Saints heading into this matchup. Kudos to the NFL for making Saturday a roster news day now, thanks to the new CBA with game day elevations and practice squad elevations that are available to every team. Now, we always have new information walking in on Saturdays before the Sunday matchup. So today, the Saints elevated wide receiver Kenny Stills, as well as center Austin Ryder from the practice squad to the game day roster. Now, I'm being very specific about that language because they're coming onto the game day roster, not the active roster. They're not counting against the 53 once the game is over on Monday, unless the Saints say so. Why is this important? Because the Saints right now only have 51 of 53 roster spots accounted for, two open spots on the active roster. So on Monday, pay attention to what could potentially happen here, because after this week three game, players like Will Lutz, Nick Vanette, Traquan Smith, Will Clapp, and Ken Crawley are all eligible to come back to the active roster and off of injured reserves. You can expect potentially maybe two of those, or at least two of those, to come back to the active roster as soon as Monday. You got one more week to wait for guys like Quan Alexander and Marcus Davenport. They're not available until after the fourth game, but here after the third game, you have a couple of names that can come through. But Kenny Stills being elevated to the game day roster is important something that a lot of Saints fans have been waiting for. Unfortunately, didn't get to see it last week because of the way that the availability shook out, but the Saints much healthier coming into this game. And interestingly enough, it means that they're carrying six wide receivers into this game as well. Marquez Calloway, Deontay Harris, Ty Montgomery, then you've got Chris Hogan, Lil Jordan Humphrey, and then now Kenny Stills being added to that. Expect one of those guys to be inactive going into this matchup. Not going to be Marquez Calloway because he's your number one receiver. Not going to be Deontay Harris because he's your number two receiver and your return specialist. And I highly doubt it's going to be Ty Montgomery, who has been your maverick. I mean, top gunner. See if you catch that reference. Your top gunner so far throughout this season opposite JT Gray. So either Chris Hogan or Lo Jordan Humphrey are the ones that you would expect to potentially be inactive. One of those two, because according to guys like Nick Underhill over at NewOrleans.Football, from what he's hearing, Kenny Stills will be a part of the game day plan tomorrow against the New England Patriots. But what about Austin Ryder? Thomas Pena from over at Facebook wants to know any chance that we could see Austin Ryder in the next couple of weeks if McCoy is still hurt. Honestly, I'm not sure that you do unless there's an emergency center situation. I think you're going to see the Saints continue to move ahead with the guy that knows the system the best right now, 
which of course is Caesar Ruiz. And then after this week, Will Clapp becomes eligible to play again and could potentially be coming back to the active roster. Austin Ryder, who was added before last week's game, was suited up and he was active last week. However, he wasn't used. He was saved as an emergency center. He hasn't participated with the first team throughout all of practice this week. So I expect you're going to see the same again here on Sunday. Cesar Ruiz will be the center going into this game so far as it seems at this moment. Now, the Saints coaching staff has also gotten a bit healthier. As of right now, they look a little bit more familiar over on the sideline with an additional coach ready to go, according to reports on Saturday. Dan Rauscher, this is important because he's your tight ends coach. Tight ends didn't perform extremely well last week, but he's also your run game coordinator, another place where the Saints did not excel last week. Your two quarterbacks were your leading rushers, average less than three yards on the ground. Big deal to get Dan Rauscher back on the sideline. So the only coaches that are going to be missing for this game are going to be uh, assistant head coach and defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen, as well as pass rush specialist Brian Young. Thankfully, that defensive line performed extremely well last week. Hopefully, they can carry that into week three. Now, the other name to move off of that reserve COVID list was Michael Thomas. He goes back to being reinstated on the physically unable to perform list, doesn't extend his time that he has to sit there. He'll still be eligible to return after the week six bye. All right, y'all, quick and dirty, getting you through everything that changed for the New Orleans Saints on Saturday. Now we're going to take a look at the game plan. Great to have those coaches back. Great to have some of these players elevated, including Kenny Stills. What to expect from him and the rest of this offense coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. If you're trying to make sure you're getting that nutrition that you need, everything that you're looking for in a protein bar without any sacrifices, flavor, protein, not trying to intake a bunch of sugar, I got the perfect, perfect solution for you. It's our good friends over at BuiltBar.com. And right now they have a limited edition flavor, cookie dough chunk, which is incredible, even better out of the refrigerator. You're talking about covered in 100% chocolate with chunks of cookie dough right on top, just under that layer of chocolate. And you're only talking about six grams of sugar on this thing. It is fantastic. While you're getting 17, 18 grams of protein, only 150 grams of calories or 150 calories, excuse me, as well. So go and check them out as well as all of the staple flavors that you can find all of the time over at BuiltBar.com. Get yourself a sample box and get yourself 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off of the best tasting protein bar on the market from BuiltBar.com. All right, family, it's Locked On Saints. Thank you so much for making us your first listen today. If you're looking for another listen, go and check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. You got analytics expert Ryan Tracy, former NFL player Eric Crocker breaking down the upcoming draft class and young drafted players currently in the NFL. The New Orleans Saints recently reunited with one of those very players that they drafted all the way back in 2013, Kenny Stills, back on the active roster and expected to be a part of the game plan on Sunday. What else can you expect from this game plan? Let's talk it out. We're going to start off with a question here from the Locked on Saints Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com slash group slash Locked on Saints. Get into some fun conversation there. But it's Ali Ganjazada who wanted to know what if if the game plan effectively for the New Orleans Saints, which has been majority short and intermediate, has been working against Jameis Winston's strengths. So this is a good question because Jameis Winston is known for the deep ball, right? Because it's pretty. And that's what everybody sort of points to and says, that's where Jameis Winston is at his best. But what if I told you it's not 
Jameis Winston completion percentage, passer rating, everything higher when it comes to zero to nine yards since 2016 on, as opposed to 20 yards down the field. Now, that shouldn't be a surprise, right? You're talking about high variance throws down the field. You have a much lesser chance of completing a pass downfield than you do closer to the line of scrimmage. Now, 2019, he threw 12 interceptions underneath. So I understand why folks are saying, well, it's not really a strength in his game. But before that anomaly of a season, it has been a strength in his game, only throwing more than two interceptions underneath twice, which were his first two seasons, something Drew Brees actually did regularly underneath between zero to nine yards until the offense started to change back in 2018. This happens to all quarterbacks. So for Jameis Winston, getting going short in the short and intermediate areas of the field is actually important for establishing rhythm and be so that he can then take advantage of those routes downfield. So expect to see that early in this game. Screen passes, uh, short throws out to the flats, quick outs, all of these things. And this is where Kenny Stills comes in to play. Great article from Nick Underhill over at NOLA. It was over at NOLA.com, actually. He released it like a week before Kenny Stills got traded back in 2014, where he broke down the different route combinations and routes that uh, Kenny Stills was targeted on his rookie season versus his sophomore season or second season in the NFL. And that rookie season, he saw almost 25% of his passes, 10 out of 46, go come on go routes. Just go down the field, run as fast as you can, fly routes, nine routes, whatever it is that you want to call them. That's where he was mostly targeted. As his second season came along and Lance Moore was no longer a part of the offense, then you saw more targets on in routes, out routes, quick outs, and hitches. Those are the types of routes that Kenny Stills might be able to help to generate some separation where Saints receivers over the course of the first two games have had a little bit of trouble. So look for Jameis Winston to continue short and intermediate and then open up downfield just like you saw week one against the Packers. Now we'll go to Randall Ray here who is asking about whether or not it's possible to play Taysom Hill at wide receiver or if you just end up seeing him use more at tight end. I think you have to get Taysom Hill out on the field as a receiver and get the ball in his hands so that he can be that sort of punishing brute force guy for you and then help to generate some momentum. I could understand that being important for the Saints on the road, but I don't think you put him at wide receiver. He just doesn't have that route tree. So instead, you work him up against linebackers and safeties, the mismatches that you can create with him on the inside at tight end with his short area quickness and the great things that he does with the ball in his hand, as well as what he can do in those congested areas of the field as well, where you don't have Traquan Smith right now, who is usually a go-to target for you underneath and in those tough contested catch situation. So I don't think you put Taysom Hill at wide receiver, but you've got Kenny Stills there now. So hopefully he gives you a little bit more of a boost on that wide receiver core and the rest of the receiver core steps up as well. And then you can continue to get Taysom Hill involved in a bunch of other different ways closer to the inside of the formation where he's most effective and over the middle of the field. I also want to make sure that I highlight that Kenny Stills can't save the wide receiver core by himself. The rest of those wide receivers have to be able to step up. The offensive line has to buy the time to be able to find those receivers downfield or wherever it is that they're getting open as well. So it's not just on Kenny Stills here. You got to get a lot going. And speaking of that, 992 RAS over on YouTube asked about whether or not Marquez Callaway is going to be able to get going the way that the Saints had him going during the preseason. And I think that is something that you need to see the Saints do, that connection between Jameis Winston and Marquez Calloway. And the run game should be able to help with that. Again, you don't have to have success in the run game for play action to be effective, but play action is a lot more effective if you're using play action off of or built off of mirroring run plays that you've already run in the game. 
if you're running a bunch of stretch run plays and then you try to do, I don't know, a, 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 a play action out of shotgun, you're not really fooling anybody there. But if you're running those stretch play actions and then you're crossing receivers over the formation, then all of a sudden you have those linebackers that are biting down because they've seen this run play once before and they've seen the Saints commit to it. So I think that all of that definitely helps. Felix Grimm, should the should Jameis Winston run more often when protection breaks down? When protection breaks down, sure, but I don't think you look at Jameis Winston and say, all right, go out there and win these games on your legs, right? I don't think that that's something you look for him to do. It's an underrated part of his game that no one seems to want to talk about. You saw it on full display uh, week one against Green Bay where he ran three times for three first downs, or every time that he ran, he picked up a first down. You saw him again escape uh, to get that touchdown run 11 yards against the Panthers, so he can do it. But I don't think you try to build an offense around him. And obviously, or not obviously, but hopefully the protection doesn't break down. Therefore, you don't need to do all of that. So they were talking a little bit about what to expect from the Saints offense. We'll continue that conversation as well as what to expect over on the defensive side at all three levels. We're going to continue that conversation as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But I want to tell you about our friends over at runyourpool.com. This has absolutely been one of my most favorite things that we're doing so far this season. We have our own Locked On Saints Survivor Pool going on, and Run Your Pool helped me set it up. I, I'm not kidding, in less than like five minutes. And they can help you do that as well. Just head over to runyourpool.com, and they're going to help you get everything set up for a survivor pool, a, a pick 'em pool. You want to do uh, some of the other things like uh, confidence pools, 33 squares, all of that. They can get you set up in a matter of minutes. And I'm going to save you $10 as well when you do it by going to runyourpool.com slash locked on, or you can just use the promo code locked on at checkout. Hey, quick shout out to run your pool as well, because whoever wins that survivor pool is getting a free Saints jersey as well. So very excited about everything that runyourpool.com has done for the show. And now they're giving you $10 off and it's not too late. You can still get involved. Week two was absolutely nuts. Week three shaping up to be very good for the players. So go and check them out at runyourpool.com slash locked on or Use Locked On at checkout. And I want to tell you about our friends as well over at BetOnline.ag. New Orleans Saints still underdogs here on the road. I like that for them going into this matchup. You want to check out lines, odds, uh, you want money line, you want over under, you want props for players. They have everything for you covering all of the NFL. They've got you for college football as well. You've got MLB, basketball, if you want to get on some early end of year award odds as well. Got a ton going on for you and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Something for everybody over at betonline.ag. When you go, if it's your first time, make sure you use the promo code NFL100. That way you can get a 100% welcome bonus on top of your very first deposit. Put down $100, get an extra $100. Now you got $200 to put down on whatever you like over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get it. Houdat Nation wrapping up today's episode as we continue on to talk about what to expect game plan wise from the New Orleans Saints as they head to Foxborough. They were doing their walkthrough Saturday morning at Harvard. So they're going to be heading over there playing this game at uh, noon central time on Sunday tomorrow uh, in Foxborough. So we were talking a little bit about the offense. We talked about you know getting play action going, the run game going, all of that. But let's not get away from the biggest improvement that you want to see from the New Orleans Saints in this game after last game, just getting the offensive line right. 
Some things, as we continuously said over throughout the week, will continue to self-correct just with availability down to the coaching, down to everything. All of that helps to fix and keep the Saints better than what they were yesterday. Our good friend Ricardo LeCompte talked about that on Sunday, on Friday's episode, excuse me, when he came through from WWL TV. So I just don't want to go without mentioning that offensive line in addition to, yes, get the run game going. Yes, get these receivers involved. See what Kenny Sills is able to bring to you. Get in rhythm early with the short and intermediate passes so that you can open up deep down the field later on. This New Orleans Saints offense weeks one through five is going to look vastly different than what we're going to see weeks seven through 17. And not just because Michael Thomas is coming back. Everybody's feeling out and learning this offense and you're missing some key players still with Eric McCoy out. But, and of course, no Michael Thomas and so on and so forth. So, once all those pieces come back together and once this offense gets more in rhythm, I'm very excited to see what this turns into. It might be a little bit of a roller coaster, bumpy road at the beginning of the season, but I'm very excited to see what the latter three quarters of the season is going to look like once everything gets in rhythm. All right. So, we got a nice question here for the defensive side as we switch over game plan wise here for what the Saints will do tomorrow against the New England Patriots. Bryant Dorsey over on YouTube asks, who is the next guy up behind uh, Zach Bond at Will Linebacker? And that's Pete Werner. Pete Werner, one of those players that listed off a whole bunch of players that ended up being healthy at the end of the week and that are expected without game designations to be available for the New Orleans Saints this week, that Pete Werner is one of them. I don't know if you see Pete Werner starting over Zach Bond. He was kind of ahead of Zach Bond all throughout training camp but then has also missed a lot of time with injuries so far to begin the season as well. So we'll see what that all turns into. But as of right now, the person behind Zach Bond, maybe even in place of Zach Bond at will linebacker is Pete Werner. We'll see who ends up getting the start there. If you have Pete Werner starting, you should feel pretty good about that. He's a little bit more of an experienced coverage linebacker. He's also a very good pursuit player from the second level. He's also a very good run defender as well, climbs the line of scrimmage extremely well, moves laterally excuse me, very well, and then is a more experienced coverage guy than Zach Bond, who's still learning the transition from being an edge rusher at Wisconsin to turning into an off-ball coverage linebacker here in the NFL. He has the athleticism, just needs the mental aspect of it to all come together, and of course, needs the help from the front four as well. There was supposed to be a lot of chipping on Christian McCaffrey last week. That just didn't happen early on in the game. And so it kind of hung Zach Bond out there to always be behind a step. You need that assistance. This is why it's so important. Symbiotic relationship between the front four and the rest of this defense in coverage. So I think you might see Zach Bond still be the starter there, but watch for Pete Werner to get some snaps and see if he's able to bring you some extra coverage in this game and how that relationship continues to go through. And then one of our favorites here, Dale from Ohio comes through. Uh, how are the Saints secondary and defensive line looking going into tomorrow, going into tomorrow's matchup? And my answer there as a blanket statement is healthy, hopefully. What I really mean is they're looking pretty good, right? Marshawn Lattimore, CJ Gardner-Johnson are both expected to be back a part of this game on Sunday. Neither of them with injury designations on Friday. That's good news. Usually means that the plan is for them to be able to participate. That means now we finally get to figure out where that combination of Marshawn Lattimore, Bradley Roby, Marshawn Lattimore, Paul Sinadibo. Who's in front there to be the guy opposite Lattimore? You're going to be able to figure that out tomorrow. And you've got CJ Garner Johnson back in the slot. I'm looking for him to have a big game. Got a lot of pent up energy standing on the sideline watching the New Orleans Saints lose to Carolina last week. I think you're going to see him as a pass rusher off of the edge. You're going to see him use as that extra blitzer. I mean, he's not going to line up at, at defensive end. 
but you'll see him as that extra blitzer off the edge. You're going to see him in coverage. You're going to see him in the run game. CJ Gardner Johnson, 22, will be all over the field tomorrow. And then getting Marshawn Lattimore back reportedly a week after thumb surgery is pretty spectacular. And he's going to be going up against some, uh, let's just say, manageable talent when it comes to the wide receiver field for the or wide receiver room for the New England Patriots. You got guys like Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. I think Marshall Lattimore is going to be okay there, but you want to figure out who's going to be that guy opposite him. Is it Paul Sanibo? Is it Bradley Roby? Going to be very fun to watch. On the defensive lines, we talked about linebackers. You know, you got Demario Davis, you're fine there. But when it comes to the defensive line, Peyton Turner, Tano Passio, who missed last week's game, he, the, both of them are going to be available as it looks. Uh, again, no injury designation after Friday. This is good because the both of them, having only played 41 pass rush snaps, according to Pro Football Focus, totaled seven pressures and two snaps between the two of them in that Green Bay game and in the Carolina game. And remember, we only saw uh, Tono Passanio for like half of that game in place of Marshawn Lattimore. We didn't see Peyton Turner in that game. And then we saw Peyton Turner for the entirety of week two, but no Tono Passanio there. So despite them both not being available for one game, you still saw them come through with quite a bit of pressure. So you want to see that up against the rookie quarterback in Mac Jones to keep him off balance. So you want to talk about game plan? That's it. That's what you need. Keep him out of structure. Mac Jones out of structure. Keep him, keep the coverage on. Don't let the receivers win at the line of scrimmage. Don't let the tight ends get open over the middle of the field. That way you can get that pressure in on Mac Jones. Keep him uncomfortable. Keep him in his head, the young rookie quarterback. And of course, you know, special teams gonna make a difference as well because both these teams love them, some special teams. You know, I couldn't let us wrap up today's episode as we get in this bonus episode here on Locked on Saints without talking about some special teams here as well. Sorry, y'all. I appreciate you coming through for a bonus episode on this Saturday. Hope that you enjoy getting you all the latest news. We might be doing this a lot more often because again, the complexion of games can change sometimes with these practice squad elevations and late breaking news that the NFL just seems to be pushing out every single Saturday. So I appreciate you making us your first listen here today on Locked on Saints. Now go and win yourself some money. Go and check out Locked on Bets. Get all the betting advice that you need from your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. I'll be back with you after the game over on Hudak Confessional along with Deuce Windham with the live reaction. And then I'll be here with you free and on all platforms, wherever it is that you get your podcast and on YouTube as well soon after the game. I appreciate y'all and I will see you then for everything in between. And during the game, make sure you come and hang out with me on Twitter over at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.